Hello, people. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Players in the Game of Life podcast. This evening, I want to talk to you about your stance, about your position, about your posture when you get ready to fight. I mean, when you're getting ready to go through a battle, what do you do? How do you prepare yourself? What kind of resistance or what kind of thing do you do to prepare yourself? The term resistance movement describes situations in which oppressed people rise up against oppressors. Resistance fighters take the stance, I am not going to stand idly by and let this evil continue. I choose to resist the wrongs, whether I live or die in resisting my oppressor. I will no longer live as I have been. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I think I'm about to do something about it. Resistance in prayer is the biblical approach to confronting and overcoming the devil. Peter wrote, resist him, steadfast in the faith. 1 Peter 5 and 9. James echoed this teaching. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. James 4, 7 and 8. Both Peter and James make clear that we are to actively resist evil through our preserving prayers. On the surface, resistance may appear to be passive. In practice, it is anything but passive. It is an active stance, both intentional and powerful. Don't think for one minute that you're going to beat him and there's going to be a party or that you won't come out of it with any cuts, bruises, lacerations, and contusions, or you're going to feel it. What would you do if a weight began to press against you, attempting to push you off a position rightfully yours? How would you resist? Would you lean into the weight and press back? The pressure you exert, would be equal or exceed the pressure exerted against you. That's a posture of resistance. Resistance is first and foremost a firm decision to join the struggle against evil in prayer rather than turning away, backing off, or retreating. Such resistance takes strength and courage. It also takes patience and perseverance. That's why Luke includes in a parable designed to teach us that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. And just so you don't think I'm tripping, men and women, boys and girls, have to get that 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 certain kind of tenacity about them. But you're still gonna need some help. Peter and James point to two key words at the heart of our ability to resist the devil through our prayers, submission to God, and faith. Submission to God saying, I can't, but you can. In our battlefield prayers, we might say, Lord, I can't defeat the devil on my own, but with you, I can. My mom used to tell me, if the Lord is with you, it's more than the whole world against you. But with you, I can. 
Oh, we can do so much with God who's on our side. But with you, I can. That means I can't do nothing by myself. That's telling us we need some help. Remember when you was in school and you had a partner of yours or a friend of yours and then you say, well, wait, hold up, wait a minute. I, let me go get, I'm finna go get my partner. I can't, I ain't nowhere in the world. I'm gonna fight you by myself. Well, you don't have to fight nothing, even in the spiritual realm by yourself. This is a position that the apostle Paul took when he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In Philippians, the fourth chapter, the 13th verse. James taught that submission occurs when we seek to develop a closer relationship to God. As we spend time with God, we get to know him better and discover how he wants us to overcome evil and experience blessings. Have you ever been through anything in your life and found it almost, in, in fact, really impossible to do it on your own? But when you try Jesus, Lord have mercy, we draw near to God through prayer and by spending time in his word. We draw near to God when we set aside time solely to listen to God and to wait upon him for direction and guidance. We draw near to God when we periodically shut ourselves away, closing off all other influences that might distract us from knowing him better. The better we know him, the more we see his awesome power, experience his vast love, learn from his wisdom, and grow in our faith. We come to an even greater realization. Yes, God can defeat the devil on my behalf. Yes, God will win in my conflict with the devil. Yes, God does want me to be able to overcome my adversary and to live in victory in Christ Jesus. Some of us know about this. Some of us have been through some struggles that we know good and well that we couldn't have came out of by ourselves. In fact, you have even sit up and told God, or have even given it to God. You have given whatever problem you had to God, but the problem that we did or the thing that we did is we went to God and checked on him and said, Lord, we told you to handle this and, and to do it this way. Well, there's another podcast that I did on obedience. Sometimes God, well, most of the times, God doesn't care if we don't, if we understand what he's saying. All he wants us to do is to obey him. Do what he asks us to do, how he wants us to do it, and he will come through. If you've spent any time with God, you know good and well that when it comes down to it, he's an on-time God. He'll do what you want, may not come when you want him to, but when he does come, it's right on time. We'll get a little deeper into that in a few more minutes. We do understand that, that, that God, through Christ, will give us the victory. Then we come to the word faith. Faith is saying to God, I believe you will. Let me say something to you right now. It's all right to believe, and it's a good thing to believe. Nothing's wrong with it. In fact, I want you. The Bible says that we should believe, but I'm telling you this. And it's not that I override God, because you can find it in Scripture. Just search for it yourself. It is much, much better to know that God will. What was how you gonna know if he how, how you gonna do that? If you've ever been through a situation or ever been in a situation, 
and you didn't know how you was going to get out of it and God brought you out, now you know that he brought you out. If you know that he brought you out of one thing, rest assured, my people, that he can bring you out of anything else. Is there anything too impossible for God? In our battle to overcome the enemy, we might pray this way. I believe you will defeat the enemy and cause him to flee from me as I resist him and put my trust in you. How about saying it like this? I know you will defeat the enemy and cause him to flee from me as I resist him and put my trust in you. How does that sound? Like you put trust, like you put hope, like you can spend some time with God, like you know him. You know, that's, that's like saying, I, I know God going to do it. Let me, let me put it like this. How would you like your mother to say it to you? Would you say it like and say, well, baby, I believe I love you. Or would you say, rather her say, baby, I know I love you. I know I love you. Which means more to you, to tell somebody you know something or you believe something. Again and again, David made this declaration of faith to the Lord. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. I trust in you. We grow in faith by exercising it, by trusting God in situation after situation, circumstance after circumstance, relationship after relationship. Have you ever been in a relationship that was just all that in a bag of chips from the start? And then later on, it got to a point to where you just didn't want to do it anymore. Oh, my God. Some of us have been there. Some of us have been there and we've been at such a point in our lives with that relationship. We didn't know what to do. We wanted out and didn't know how to do it. But we turned it over to the Lord and he worked it out. We develop a personal history in which we obey God. And he remains faithful in his loving care for us. God is not like somebody else. Some people that we know that say they love you and they love you as long as things are going their way and or as long as you are doing what you should do and, you know, things are going fine and you are right and you're giving them what you're giving them. Yeah, they, they love you. But when things get rough and when things get tough and you get busted and disgusted, you got more bills than you got bills. You hear what I'm saying? You got more bills to pay than you have bills to pay it with. Come on now. Y'all will get that a little later on. He remains faithful in his loving care for us. He does not change. He loves us regard. He loved us before we loved him. While we were out doing whatever it was we wanted to do, he still loved us. It is impossible for you to resist the devil for very long, if you do not believe that Christ Jesus, through you, can and will defeat the devil. Yeah, yes, I believe this. But I've been in a situation, I've been in some situations and some circumstances that now I can say, I know. I know. I know he can bring me out. Now, when he brings me out, I don't know how he's going to bring me out. I don't know, but I know he's able. 
It's like those boys, those three Hebrew boys in the that was in the fiery furnace. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and that bad nigga. I mean, an Abednego. My bad. Furthermore, you can remain firm in your faith only when you're when you are completely or when you completely submit to God. This is what they said. This is what the three Hebrew boys said. They say, look here, Eb, Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar. We're not going to fall down and worship your idol, your statue. But we know one thing. Even if our God doesn't deliver us, and I'm going to say the way we want him to, we know he's able. Hallelujah. When you do not submit an area to God, you are saying to him, I can handle this. And guess what? God is a perfect gentleman. You can say, I can handle this. I don't need your help. Guess what he going to do? He going to step aside. That's precisely the place the devil will attack you. Soon as you tell God you don't need him, the devil say, I got you now. The good news is that God has given each of us a measure of faith to develop. I'm going to tell it to you like this. You can feed your spirit and it'll get strong. You can feed your flesh and it'll get strong. So in essence, you can feed the, desi the desires and your own will, and that can be strong. And then what'll be weak is your faith in God. So how do you build your faith in God? I'm glad you asked. Spend time with him. Spend time with him. Spend time with him. Go to church. You don't go to church to meet God. You go to church to see some other people who have gone through things. They help to give you incentive. We used to have an old thing that we used to testify in church. People used to tell about the consequences and the troubles that they had dealt with dealing with themselves and then finally turning it over and letting God handle it. And they found themselves free from what they were dealing with. You do the same thing now. Not just going to church, but pray. Pray. The best position that you could be on is the one I'm going to talk to you about in a very few seconds. The good news is that God has even given each of us a measure of faith to develop. He gives us the ability to submit. Therefore, we are capable of resisting the devil through our prayers. Afterwards, we must flee. So what is the position that you should have? What is the best position that you should have when you go into the battle? Let me tell you now, the best position and the best way to fight all of your battles, you will win on your knees. If you get on your knees and fight your battles, you will be victorious. I didn't say how long you had to stay on your knees. He gives us patience too. We have to trust him. He brought you through some things. He'll bring you through others. God bless you. 
I'll talk to you later. And remember, fight all your battles on your knees and you will win every time.